What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Fucking, that was really loud on the show again. I don't think your mic's turned up too loud. No, I just, I was loud again on purpose. I was trying to make a joke. This is me talking, <laughs> so, nice and quiet. So it turned down. Yeah, so blowing people's eardrums is a, is a joke to you? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fuck, we're going to start getting more messages now. Oh, do you want to up your sound quality? <laughs> do you guys need help with your uh, technology? No, our tech team's got it, okay? <laughs> What are you talking about? This sounds fucking perfect. Yeah. These mics, fantastic. We need to upgrade those so we can wear headphones and look cool. Yeah, we need to upgrade so we can wear headphones and actually hear the level we're talking at. And but but we actually it. we actually do appreciate people reaching out and wanting to help us with it because we're new at it. I have no clue what I'm doing. I've just learned as I've gone along. We just YouTube shit as, as it happens. Yeah. Every time we have a problem, okay, YouTube it. I mean, you can do that with anything nowadays. Anything. Seriously. Um, show 31, we got... Joris today and Derek Betcher coming on the show today. We're going to be discussing how the pros decided not to race the uh, Saturday in Sarasota. There was a big debate on uh, Derek Betcher's post. We're going, to, we're going to call him up and talk to him about it. We're also going to check out or uh, check in with Joris and see how his recovery is going and how Sarasota went for him. So many comments on Betcher's post right now. Like I'm just looking at it right now as, as before we did this. So many comments. And like we... We can't not talk about it. No, that's right. I, like you said, I was a little skeptical this morning, and I shouldn't have been. I apologize, yeah. but but this is like this is. We yeah. can't we, on this radio show we got here. We can't not talk about this. Is the an pulp issue BMX like this. show? I'm sorry, pulp. I'm just kidding. Don't don't ban us. But no, yeah. We can't not discuss it. It'll be fun to dive into. Yeah. Um. Thanks to ProGate Europe, winning starts at the Great Gate. Connor Fields had a great gate and won in Sarasota. He sure um, did. He got out of there he's, hot. He's a favorite for the title now for sure. He's got to be. All three of them are still up, right? Yeah, I would think Connor's probably. Yeah, I guess you can count 10 scores, but I'm sure he's got 10 wins by now. So I think I was talking to Doris about it, and it's like obviously him, Corbin, and Connor. And yeah, they all have a shot basically because if you go to Grands and like the double points race or whatever it is, I mean, it's going to get tight. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you have 15 wins or like eight wins in two seconds. Usually it comes down to the Grands anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so think he ever practiced on a ProGate Europe? I would hope he does. I mean, everybody practices on a ProGate Europe. You think the USA BMX series should get a ProGate Europe, a portable one to it's take? Literally with them? the only gate up there. I don't know what they use. I've never even heard of a, diff of a different gate. Never. It's literally the only gate out there. Yep. You wanna had a hot first straight too. Our guest that we had on for show, I don't remember which number. Which number? Anderson Souza. Oh, Souza, yeah. Souza got out hot yeah. in that one. Oh, that's one of his home tracks too. Yeah, because him and what is it? How about Jay Smooth? Jay Smooth and him, they're fucking ripped Jay there all Smooth. the time. Look, yeah, Jay Smooth yeah. rode really well. It's yeah. cool to see him on the podium. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, they yeah, had a Jim good battle to the line. That last turn to the finish and Corbin got in there too. For those of you who don't know, Jer we're talking about Jeremy Smith. Yeah. Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth. Um, but yeah, he rode really well. Yeah. He rode really well. Yeah, good for him. That was exciting to watch. He's underrated really fast. He is. Yeah. yeah. He's been killing it, really. Yeah, Especially really on the USA BMX stuff lately. He's yeah. been killing it. Yeah, it's cool to see. And looks like he does a lot of stuff himself too. Like, you know, like probably pays his own way to stuff and, mm -hmm. and is on his own a lot. With does his YouTube videos. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Also coming on the show, we got uh, the fan favorite segment, Storytime with Jason Carnes and the Berm Academy, sponsored by Answer and S Squared. That's the Berm Academy. Answer and S Squared, we know them. We know them. We've heard of them before. Um, are we going to get him on now, or you want to wait a little while? Um, yeah, we'll get him on now. Oh, oh, there's not the other one today. 
Nope. Okay, not the other one. All right, we'll phone up uh, Jason Carnes, the Berm Academy, backed by Answer BMX and S Squared. While we're calling, while you're calling him, yeah, Liam Webster messaged us on the coffee chatter and was like, "Let's do a golf battle between coffee chatter and moto sheets." We'll fucking roast them. Oh, we are fucking on for a golf battle. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Carnes, you know what this is for, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. I know what that means, but I went backwards. I was sitting at this uh, rest area at 6 o'clock, just talking so much shit about you for 45 <laughs> minutes, and then I realized I went the wrong way with the hours. You know? Oh, bro, I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, man, but that's all right. I found another one to stop at. I'm just, we're heading into New Orleans tonight, man, geared up for a big day tomorrow on Bourbon Street, you know? Where's the Where's the Berm Academy on, on, what's the plan for the Berm Academy in the next few weeks? Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna end this weekend in Houston. We started in Sarasota, you know, we did that big weekend, Tropical Storm, I know you've been talking about it, and, uh, and now today we went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, had a little day at the beach, played some mini golf, ate some ice cream. Fantastic. You know, recovery day and all. And uh, I had a lot of coffee to recover from on the weekend. A lot of a lot of coffee breaks I took. <laughs> and then uh, he went to the beach, and now New Orleans tomorrow, and then we'll be in Houston on Wednesday. So that's it. Short week, man. Man, it sounds fun. That sounds fun. You guys got to go on yeah, tour. Yeah, man. But hey, enough about tour, dude. I mean, tour's tour. You know, let's go back to let's go back to 2007 tour. You know, let's hear it, bro. Let's, let's hear go back it. just a little ways. Pan Pacific Championship, Joetsu Japan. Um, so what happened was there's a lady, Rhea, I think her name is, and she runs uh, Motocross International. She's been uh, importing BMX bikes into Japan for like, I think this is their 40th year anniversary, but she had invited the wild man to come over for the Pan Pacific Championship. And, and uh, he's like, well, I don't really want to come, but but I'll come if I can bring my friend. And so I was the friend, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so she agreed. And we went over there, and you know, some little side story, Denzel was coming as well, and he missed his flight, uh, his connection, so he missed uh, he, he missed the first day of practice, and it was a pretty challenging long track, and I don't know if you've been there, I never felt humidity like you feel in Japan. Yeah, I was there that yeah. weekend, too. Oh. oh, you were there? Yeah, because you guys cried yourself to sleep at night. Yeah, that did happen, yep. That did happen. Yeah, bro. you got you and uh, Hines, me, right? Me and Chase Hines, Hines were like 15, and then we all yeah, got... Yeah, you guys <laughs> stayed at that family, and you couldn't talk, and you just cried yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forgot you were there. Well, you remember how hot it was, man, and they were like bringing us noodles at 8 a.m., and we are just dripping with sweat. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, uh, but that trip was great because it, I remember it took us two hours to get out of Tokyo on the bus, and we stopped to eat at this truck stop, and, and you just like, you don't know shit, so you're like pointing to this picture on the wall, and then it just appears from this little door in the wall, and, and then they have little bags of like dry seahorses, like we have gummy bears, they have seahorses for sale at the store, you know, and, uh, but anyway, you know, that was the first trip too, where I had the heated butthole wash on the, on the, um, Toilet. You Those know? things are amazing. Yep, yep, yep. And I remember, did you ever, like, I'm going to scoot over three inches and I'm going to test this thing out. And it gets you on the dot every time. I don't know how it does. It's got a sensor, brown eye sensor, something in there. <laughs> but anyway, that's a great trip. But you know, the funny thing, Denzel missed his, um, missed his flight, so he missed practice. 
practice, and you remember that last straightaway, super deep, long rhythm section? Yeah. Oh, Denzel, he's winning the race, and, and this is just after he won the Worlds. Uh, uh, that was right after the Worlds, right? Yeah, Victoria and Be- Worlds? Yeah, yeah, 2007 Victoria yeah, Worlds. Yeah, Denzel had just crushed the world in 16 boys, and he's winning, or 16, whatever, you know, and so he's winning. And he cheesed that bobble. There was a little technical part. And he, he bobbled that, the last straightaway, and Sam passed him. And it's so funny. I didn't. I had no idea who Sam was. And I was like, Denzel, you let that little white boy pass you. You know, who is that? <laughs> I was so mad because, you know, I mean, Denzel was my guy back then. We roomed together. And, I mean, he used to shave my back. Well, boy, you guys took turns, but Denzel used to shave my back. And I remember thinking, what would your dad or all the, the blackest of your black friends think if they saw you shaving a naked white man's back, you know? But uh, anyway, so so fast forward, the, we do the race, great time. Uh, you know, the people just couldn't be nicer there. And then Wildman and I, we, we, we took the bullet train into Tokyo for like three nights or four nights. And we're just getting our party on, you know, we're just hitting all the spots. I don't even remember... Uh, you you've been there, so all the little all the little areas around town. Yep. So one night we end up in this bar, and the night's going good. We're having drinks. We meet a couple of ladies, you know, as you do, and they're being super nice, and it, it's all working out. We're we're dancing. We're having a good time. Now they want to go next door to the next club over, right? So we're like, hey, we're 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 in. Let's go. So we go from this super crowded, popular, fun place into the empty uh, an empty club an empty place and they're like yeah we want vip and we're like all right it's a little fishy but okay we can sit at that vip booth within this empty club if you want so go back there wild man the girls are like yeah we want to order some drinks so they bring the menu wild man's looking at the menu you know and the girls are picking out these bottles and wild man's like okay no problem and i'm looking and i'm doing the math you know from yen to dollars or whatever Wow, man, that's $400 for that bottle. I'll drink some. I ain't pitching in. I'm not paying. Don't do it. And Wow, man's already super drunk. He's like, dude, that's $40. Like, you're missing the zeros, man. $400. So, so the bottle comes. The cheese and crackers come. Whatever else the little hors d'oeuvres. Then the next bottle comes. And it's just Oh, my coming. God. I, I can tell you, when we stumbled out of that place, I don't remember what time it was, but... I think it was like 6 a.m. We finally stumbled out of there right into the arms of the massage girls from next door. Oh, man. So now, like, yeah, of course we want massage. They, I mean, they're, they're, they're peddling their services on the street. Of course we want massage. So they get the ladies take us upstairs and, you know, they take us in our little rooms. And the massage starts when they get a blanket on you and then they just walk around on you with they got, like, handlebars on the ceiling you know, a little bar, a yeah. thing up there, and they're walking on you, and you're like, I, I, I want the oil massage, and so you have to upgrade to that. Well, enough about me. Let's throw a wild man under the bus. So he keeps coming into my room asking for more money because apparently he's getting upgraded uh, more than once. You know, you just go to the next level massage and the next level, whatever that, you know, is referring to. I don't know. He just keeps coming in to ask me for money because now his car's getting declined because they're going to run the card every time when you want to get upgraded. Oh, shit. And now his car's declined from the fraud next door. And um, and so he keeps coming in. I, I guess, I think I must have sold a bike or something. I had some money. I'm like, dude, I got you. Whatever it is, just pay me back later. Unbeknownst to me, 
they walk him to the ATM super drunk to try to get money out of his ATM card. And I don't I don't remember what that the massage costed him, but we stumbled back to our room about eight in the morning. I'm gonna send you a picture. Maybe you can post it with your post to this to this thing of what a wild man looked like at eight AM the next morning wandering back to our hotel room. But uh, uh, he gets the bill from the from the from the uh, VIP section with our new girlfriends. Fifteen hundred dollars, man. For oh wine my god! In the VIP, and then uh, he tried to decline it, but you know they had his signature right there, and um, so he had to pay it. And you know I told him I was apologizing, and he's like, "Hey, man, it's the cost of a good time sometimes." Oh, so, what an outlook! Hey, so that was that's my only trip to Japan. I can't wait to go back. We hate sushi, you know, where it goes around on the plate and you just grab the plate and at the end you got a stack of 22 plates and then they just see what color and how many plates you got and they send you the bill. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, great, great trip to Japan. Uh, it makes New York City look like a nightlight, you know. Oh, poor wild man, but what a good but, outlook he had. <laughs> but man, hey, good times, good stories, VIP. You guys did massage, it right. Next level massage. <laughs> hey, you gotta live. Uh, 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 you gotta uh, live. You gotta live, right? Dude, listen. I mean, it's a short. Not only is it a short life, it's it's an extra, extra short BMX career. So yes, you do have to live, man. Thank you, Jace. Thanks for sharing, bro. Hey, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send you these pictures. If you can post them, if not, somebody look on my Facebook. I'll yeah. show you. I'll show you what Wild Man looked like. He, 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 <laughs> Shirt pulled up over the back of his head, big hairy belly, missing his belt loops with the belt. Oh, that's the, that's the sign of a good night. Text it to me and we'll post it up with our post this week about the show. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send it to you. Hey, man, keep, keep doing it, man. I love the shows. And, uh, hey, no matter what those guys tell you, they should have raced this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school, man. All right, we we'll, race. we're going to get into it. Thanks, Jace. Love you, buddy. See you later, Jay. See ya. Oh, what an expensive night for Wild Man. Jason. That was unbelievable. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Todd. Poor Todd. Yeah, I was like 15 years old. Really? So, the way it worked out, I guess they, they wanted international riders to come. So, they invited a bunch of international riders, like pros and amateurs, like me, Chase Hines, Corbin Went, Denzel, my sister, too. Okay. And, like, paid for our trip and everything. Yeah. And so, they... Like they split all this up, so I went to one family. Chase went to one family. I think. Got billeted out. Yeah, basically got billeted out. And then the first night, me and Chase, we're not the same place, different yeah. families, but we both got really homesick and cried that night. Didn't sleep much, so then we went to the hotel and stayed with like the older riders. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's epic. What a story. I know. I know. That's living though. Really. You gotta live. Those guys back then, they always talk about their stories. They lived. They really did. Like, do you think they made a lot of money at that race, let's say? At that race, no. Okay, so they had their money before, but yeah. they didn't care. They were just no, enjoying I mean, it. Yeah, like, yeah, and like, there was a bunch of good riders on the trip. Like, David Herman was on it, Liam Phillips, Kamikaze, okay. Bradford. Yeah, huh. A lot of good riders were there. That's pretty good. Willers, was, Willers was there. Okay. Yeah. What was that race? Sarah I don't Walker think... was there too. Yeah. Oh, this is a completely different year. There's a race <laughs> in like Korea. Everybody went. It was a big money oh, race. Yeah, different. And it was a triangle track. Was that oh, different? Wait, that looked like death. That looked really stupid. I think Tremmy won it. Maybe I don't yeah, even Tremmy remember. Tremmy won one year. Yeah, yeah. Joey won one year too. Those races are cool though. When they pay people to go over there and do that, that's pretty bitching. No, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, you get to see the world for free. Yeah. Why the? Why wouldn't you do it? You get to see the world and do what you love to do yeah. while you're doing it. So that's pretty bitching. So the Sylvan social media check-in. 
Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Still on social media checking. So we're checking in on Derek Betcher's post that he uh, just posted on Facebook. He was just talking about his thoughts and I think ideas of what went down in Sarasota on day two of the pro race on Saturday. Should we, should we read the post? Yeah, when you read the post, then that'll be best. All right, so Derek Betcher posted, Sunday morning in Sarasota, not a single cloud in the sky. Wind is super light. Since the elites canceled yesterday, they're hoping to run a three-day national in Texas next weekend with no guarantee. How about in the future, instead of racing Friday and Saturday and looking for the first flight out on Sunday morning, elites and USA BMX agree on a potential rain delay being Sunday at outdoor events. They could have ran elites today, but most have planned to go home already. It's a long season for these pros, and sending out sending it in trash conditions isn't a smart choice, but today would have been dialed. I 100% agree with what he said. Yeah, I mean, he's right. If, if Yeah, if people were there Sunday, then yeah, that would be great if they could just switch the race to Sunday. But we know when, I guess, I guess we no one's ever planned to do that because our schedules, we always just find the cheapest route possible nowadays. So we leave as soon as we can after the race. I think it needs to be established before, but I think, I think Sunday should be a, like a possible, an extra day. Um, a rain delay day. A rain delay day, basically. That's what I'm <laughs> looking for. Funny, yeah, but yeah, yeah, rain, rain delay, delay day. day. Yeah. <laughs> so if Friday or Saturday gets canceled, we have Sunday. Yeah. What's, that's ridiculous. Go all the way to Florida and you race one day when Sunday you could have raced. I know it sucks. So have it, why not have it scheduled for Friday, Saturday, and then if shit hits the fan like it did, you can you can race Sunday. Yeah. And as pros, we need. I think that needs to be established with the USA BMX before, so then we all know like, okay, we can't like if the weather's gonna be suspect or even realistically, so you shouldn't book your flight until Sunday evening. Yeah, I think that it's a great idea, but it just it does just add more cost to everything. Because one, do they have do the UCI officials? I don't know where they get their money to stay there and fly out, but they would have to stay another day, which probably isn't a big deal. But if you did this at every race throughout the year for those for the riders that aren't making a lot of money and who are trying to make, like who are trying to spend the least amount of possible money they can at these races, then I mean, if you add an extra day to every race, an extra hotel room day, an extra rental car day, it's gonna add up. Yeah, but true, none of us really fly out Saturday night anyway. So we're all usually staying till Sunday morning anyway. True. So it wouldn't really make a difference for the hotel or anything, I don't think. No, I guess you're right. It wouldn't make matter for the hotel. You just instead of flying out at eight AM you fly out at six PM. Yeah. And I mean, what's the alternative? Like everyone went to Florida, especially for us, that's really far to go. Mm -hmm. You only race one day. Like it's kind of a waste. That part is like if I went there and I did that, I'd be a little ticked off too. It's annoying. It's kind of a waste. Yeah. And then not everyone's probably like, say for instance, if you're not planning on going to Houston. Yeah. You only got one day of Florida and you're not going to Houston. Yeah, exactly. That kind of sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And let's be real, to be honest, they they don't even know that they're going to do it in Houston because by the sounds of it, the riders pulled out of the race. They came together and pulled out. They didn't just cancel the day. The elite men and elite women pulled out of the race. So there was actually a race still scheduled. There's didn't. That's why like the, all the pros still went, pro classes, but there was no elite racing because everyone agreed to pull out. So that, I think that's really big of the pros to do that, of the elite class to be like, hey guys, like conditions are unsafe. No, it's good. Like if it's yeah. like Betra said, and like if the tr- uh, uh, conditions are trash and and if it's super cross, especially you can't, you just can't. No, exactly. So yeah. I think awesome for them to pull together and said we can't race. I think it's yeah. awesome. But a better protocol would be nice. Yeah, and it's like yeah. then you just got to add another race onto Houston because it's not like you can just automatically add it like. It, and let's be real though, too. Okay, most people, if they're going to Houston, they've already booked their flights, they've already booked the hotel as well. Now you have to try to change that. That is more money there too. Yeah. And so like I was he, talking about it, like adding an extra day to Sarasota, like being an issue, like that idea of having the Sunday, having to add a day. But now that you're going to have to change your schedule for Houston and add a day, you're going to spend more money as well. 
Yeah, and I mean, USAX probably has their schedule ready for Friday in Houston. So, they, I mean, they could, of course, add a pro race day, but it seems ridiculous that you add it to Houston on a completely different track when you paid to race that race in Oldsmar. It's like, okay, yeah, you are getting another race day. What did I say? Oldsmar. Yeah, same Doesn't shit. Matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sarasota, yeah. You're paid to race it in Sarasota Racing in Houston. Like, I think it's super weird to just add one onto another weekend. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're thinking. Like, it is weird, but, like, you're you're paying to race for the UCI points, let's say, or the USC BMX title yeah, points. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't want to just lose a day in that, that championship or that no, title. Like, those not. guys wanted to race. So, it is weird that they would just add it to another one, but it's better. I th- I like the idea of adding it somewhere than, than just, like, not doing it at all. Oh, yeah, not doing it at all is crap. Yeah. What do, we, what do you think about adding it on Sunday? For or against? I don't know. Like... I would need more time to think about it because I can't. I'm 100. percent I like. I'm a guy that okay. If it's it's planned this day, we do it no matter what. If it's this day, and if not, well, okay, screw it. We tried. We go home. I'm okay with that. I don't like to be like, all right, well, the weather's shit. Let's see what it's like tomorrow. They used to do it at World Cups, like when World Cups, like 2009 and stuff. Yeah. They had Sunday as a race day, so we always had to fly out Monday. All right. They had a, a race Saturday. Ra- a possible race day. Okay. So they race like whatever Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And they have Sunday as a possible rain delay day. I mean, that, which makes sense. Like. At the end of the day, we're an outdoor sport, but we can't run in any conditions possible. So why don't we... Most other professional sports do th- that kind of thing. Is this a normal thing? I feel like F1 got canceled one day and did it the next day recently. It was just their qualifying. They got lucky and raced. Uh, okay. So but they I just like moved they, qualifying. They would do that, wouldn't they? I don't know. That's a big event. They they can't... Well, they race Sunday, so I don't know if they can move Golf it to Monday. Golf would do that. They'd yeah, move it to would. Monday. Yeah. Let's, those guys got a shit ton of money, though. They don't care what yeah, they but have Like to we do. said, those are the real athletes of the world. <laughs> true true but like those sports do it so why wouldn't we it makes perfect sense no you're right exactly i mean at the end of the day we're all us races are trying to find more races to one make money at and to get points at yeah so giving us that opportunity would help that a lot so what do you think about some people on the post saying pro should just race saturday and sunday because i've heard arguments like this before not because of the weather but people think that way because that's when the riders and industries at the track because not many people or kids in general are at the track on a Friday night when the pros are racing. So they don't really get to see the pros as much. Mm-hmm. And from a sponsor's perspective that you only get like a, say a day and a half in front of the industry rather than the two full days. Yeah. I mean, I get where they're coming from. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. Like me I, either. I, I'm all aboard the Friday, Saturday schedule, not just because of the 6am morning either, but it's just nice when you can go to a race, you ha- you train during the week, whatever, you fly in for the race Friday, Saturday, you can get home Sunday and then get back to a normal routine for that next week. Not tr- the Sunday Sounds at 6 a.m. warm-up is heinous. That's ridiculous. It's like you have to get up at 5.30 a.m., your body's so cold. Yeah. And, and then, especially you got to ride Supercross at like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's where it gets completely different. Like, because all these people that talk about us being soft and not doing that, well, it's okay. The sport is completely different from the tracks we used to race then than what we okay, do Okay, the now. people saying that we're soft bullshit we're not soft straight bullshit we're doing a fucking completely different sport than it was back then okay and it's fucking dangerous i'm not saying it wasn't dangerous back then but you try going down a supercross hill when you're half asleep and jumps are coming at you at 60 kilometers an hour so for instance phoenix we've raced in the rain i'm fine with racing there in the rain no problem 
completely you I'll, just have fun you go with it it's it's not about the literally rain. Yeah. i will never pull out a race because it's raining 100 percent. no we ride in the rain all the time here we're fine doing it i'm even fine on a supercross track in the rain that doesn't matter to yeah, me yeah but it's if not it's about like that. awful conditions like that you can't say the pros are soft they made the smart decision what do you do just go out there and send it everyone gets broke off yeah no you don't do that like that's not realistic to say the pros are soft no, no it's stupid like the wind was howling by the looks of the videos and pictures and from when they actually had to make the decision yeah it was brutal yeah like yes the, apparently it was nicer later but they didn't have that option so they had to make that decision they're not gonna fucking send it down the supercross hill with i don't know 60k side winds like and saying the pros are soft is pretty insulting look at the stuff we all do how gnarly the tracks are we ride the last few years or every year after year and what we have to do i mean it's crap to say that yeah. straight crap to say that yeah i completely agree no good no yeah no none of the pros well I shouldn't say none of the pros there are some soft people everywhere but mm -hmm. generally speaking the entire pro class and the bmx world in general is tough as nails completely the agree. entire pro class is tough as nails and have been through a lot mm -hmm. and sacrifice everyone sacrificed their body and limbs and everything so you can't call the pros soft because look at the conditions we've raced in at world cups how windy it's been at papandal or <laughs> how gnarly it's been at some races we've raced in the rain a lot of times at world cups too yeah. like the whole pro class is so tough and i got so much respect for everyone that we race with and the whole bmx world in general so saying yeah. that's just it's just not true no i completely agree yeah i mean and at the end of the day like i think betcher made a comment too like the time of year too not that it would at the end of the day not that it makes a difference to safety but it's just even more of a reason not to send it right now with all these olympic points on the line that people are going for like people are putting a lot on the line right now so to make them send it in even worse conditions and put even more on the line that's yeah that would be gnarly it is what do you think from the industry perspective what companies would think about for instance a weekend like this where the pros only race once yeah i think that's really tough for them because at the end of the day they they pay their riders to well one be a social media presence these days but also to be showing off their products um at these races in front of all the kids that are racing right so i mean for people i don't know let's just use the two big guys chase bmx those guys like if they're not <coughs> racing Saturday, well, then nobody's really seeing them because, like you said, Friday, most of the parents, most of the kids that are racing on Saturday have already gone home. Not to mention the sponsors pay to, for a lot of the riders to be there for the weekend, and they only get one race out of it. Sponsors like, well, shit. Yeah, you're paying the same amount of money for one race now. It's like, if, is that really I, affordable? <laughs> if I'm a sponsor and I pay for my pros to be there and they race Friday and don't race Saturday, which I would be fine with knowing mm -hmm. it's dangerous, mm -hmm. and Sunday's a perfectly fine day and everyone flies home and doesn't race, I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Why aren't we racing now? Exactly, yeah. Like, I want my guys to race. Yeah, they'll pay for an extra hotel room. Just, you guys gotta yeah, stay, we'll they, race. Like, they'll pay, everyone's, all the pros are gonna stay Saturday night anyway. Mm -hmm. So, what difference would it make? It really wouldn't. No. no. It would really just help those the industry people be more okay with paying their riders to go to these events, right? Yeah, knowing that there's a buffer like that and knowing they're going to get two days kind of regardless. And yeah. then, of course, if it's, say, it's hurricane Saturday, Sunday, you can't race, fine. Mm -hmm. But that hasn't at least at that point. Really. At least at that point, you tried, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything else to touch on that before we call Betcher? Um, I'm just I'm reading some of the comments that go down here. Um, but, I mean, no, I think that's about it, really. We can get the other guys' opinions on it. Yeah, let's call it Betcher. It'll be interesting to hear his opinion because he obviously was a top pro and now um, he's a big industry figure in the sport. Mm -hmm. What's up, bro? Yo. You're on air. Hold on. What's up, DB? Can you hear me? Yeah, we mm -hmm. can hear you. How's it going? Good, man. How are you guys? Good, good. How was, uh, how was Sarasota? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Sarasota this weekend, I'm getting all the emails. 
now. Uh, I, got, uh, I got overwhelmed with emails from all the parents of the amateurs that got out there and sent the course when the pros were too scared. <laughs> so I bet, I bet. now I got to get rid of like two of my pros and I guess I'll just fill those spots with these 14 year olds. Yep, roster's going to be changed now. <laughs> Bring them on board. We, yeah. should, we should do a weekly. It's be hard news to deliver, but we, we should do a weekly yeah. segment where we just call up Betcher and get him to read off some emails he's got. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I wanted to save some sponsorship emails because they're just, dude, they blow my mind every time. But um, I figured, even if I blanked out the names, that they'd probably end up getting traced back to me and make me look like a jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> um. So before we before we called you, we were just going over your post and. Um, definitely agree with what you're saying. I thought your post was really good on Facebook. Um, a lot of different opinions with comments and stuff on it. Um, what do you think about the whole thing? Um, well, my post wasn't like throwing shade on the pros and it wasn't throwing shade on the sanction. It was just like, you know, Hey, it's Sunday morning and it's beautiful out. And like, here's like an idea I have because it would be awesome if the pros are racing today. But the only thing that I guess limited it at that point was that obviously everybody plans to travel first thing in the morning on Sundays, which I don't blame them until something like this happens. But I guess the commissar had to leave at like 2 a.m. Saturday night, so there was just no way that they could run it. Oh, shit, yeah. So, like, you know, I was just, hey, let's just start a conversation, right? Well, just uh, people started coming in like with just negative remarks. like Yeah, yeah. You know, I had talked to Elise... And she felt she had heard that people. She felt really bad about it because she heard some people were, were talking trash about it and you know throwing shade. And I was really actually blown away when Carnes came in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know what he was saying. I'm like, dude. Like I get it. Like you know I, I respect Carnes. I like him a lot. He's been in the game for a long time. But dude, you are freaking a '90s pro. And. Um, and, and you've never raced off of an eight meter hill. So like, you know, you've been in the game for so long. You're so beat up. Like that dude looks really good, but like his wrist doesn't bend. It's fully seized. He's got all these injuries. And it's like, dude, just because you did it and you're still doing it like props to you, but like, let's minimize the injuries at this point. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For years. For years, like we were just kind of all victims of like, yeah, I guess this is the, this is the the gig. Like, we gotta run it, you know. Like I know you guys have as well. Just like, oh, it's super windy, but we're still gonna send it, you know, because it's UCI and the commissar has to leave in the morning, or whatever it might be. Like we can't even do a rain delay or a wind delay until morning. And it's like, why? Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm quite proud of these guys for standing up for themselves and saying, look, we're not gonna race. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like you can't the conditions are that awful. You can't race and put everyone at risk. Like I'm so proud of them for standing up and saying we can't race in this. I think that's awesome. Yeah, me too. Like, you know, I look at it like this. Like back in the day, you know, all of our grandparents and some of our parents, they, you know, walked barefoot uphill both ways to school in the snow. <laughs> and they got frostbite on their feet. So nowadays, like us, you know, us kids, we're soft. Like Karn says, like this new generation is soft. It's like, well, yeah, uh, we wear shoes and we, we drive a car. And, you know, sorry, that, <laughs> you know, just because, you know, like, that's, that's how I feel when I read this old salty 90s pro shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like guys like 
Jay Rich and, and Romero, like those guys got on the eight meter and they raced with us. So like if they have an opinion, like, hey, I'll at least hear them out. But don't don't be like a keyboard warrior like some of these dudes who don't even race, just saying like the most bizarre shit. Saying no one cares about these guys. They they want more. It's, they, they expect more and they want to work less. It's like, dude, they just want to race next weekend in Houston and, and, and hopefully a nice day out. Like they're not trying to like shortchange the sanction or the series. Yeah, at the end of the day, we've raced in some gnarly conditions. We've raced in wind, rain, and Papandal. We know the limits that we can go in. You're right. And we're not being soft. We just know what we can handle these days. Yeah, and the entire, entire pro class has been through gnarly injuries and come back, and we've raced in gnarly stuff. I think we've all proved that we're tough as nails, you know, as an entire class. Right. And speaking of Papandal, I was talking to Brooke earlier today. In 2017, she crashed, you know, on the small side down the second straight. Yeah. Totally a wind accident. 100% wind accident, just got blown over in air. Lacerated her liver, spent five days in a hospital there, couldn't fly for two weeks. She mentioned that she had to shit in a bedpan, so that's exciting. I'm like, <laughs> but, you know, for why? At this point, really, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've taken a lot of slams, like, especially down the eight-meter ramp. It's not fun at all. Nope. And then you can make the argument, like, they should have just went down the Andrew side. They should have just pumped the whole track. It's like, another, again, why? It's not, it's just not how it should be done. No, I mean, at the end of the day, too, we have done that. Let's say, like, we were talking about Phoenix earlier. We've gone on the, the pouring raid in the mud, and we've done those before. And we're not, let's say, we're not, not willing to do that. But you're right. You show up there for a Supercross race for real racing these days. You don't want to just, I don't know, look like an idiot pumping around on the amp side. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Right. Yeah, one of the things Karn says, he said something about, like, there's only, like, five guys that can make the bigger fish to fry argument. Like, which is in regard to, you know, prep for Olympics next year. Yeah. But, you know, like, dudes are taking mad, like, really gnarly slams. Like, Joris just got off of a huge slam. Like, mm-hmm. it's the level, the level right now, like, I raced on the 8 meter, and my first time was 2005. And the sport has just gone, like, you guys are so much faster and better riders than even we were back then. But the danger is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... So, like, my thing is just, like, if you if you haven't done it and you can't relate, just just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, fair. Did, did you guys ever do this? Like, when you were a pro, did you ever have a situation like this where you guys had to come together and um, not race? <sighs> not that I remember. I mean, we, we definitely had a lot of uh, just shady times out there where no one wanted to <laughs> ride, but it was just like there was always going to be... Yeah, always going to be someone who does it. We're down to send it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, well, that dude's going to do it. Like, I don't want to be, like, the the dude who's, like, you know, cheesing and getting made fun of. <laughs> so it's pretty cool that everybody was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know when, like, Anderson Sosa and Jeremy Smith, they're locals out at Sarasota, and those dudes haul ass there, like, when they're saying, like, nah, like... It's fair enough that it's it's probably a no go. Yeah, seriously though. Yeah, those guys know how to ride a bike. Yeah, and it's, right. it's kind of funny. Like, it's been talked for years about, like riders have been saying it, and also industry people have been saying like the riders need a voice, they need to work together, or like stand up for this kind of stuff. And then it happens, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, the pros are soft, just race." It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, yeah, it 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 is it's bizarre. Yeah, it's 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 crazy being a, being like a part of like these pros as well and like these traditional tracks and then we did the downhill stuff and then it moved on to the eight meter and like i I mean 
I could take the eight meter or leave it. Like I'd like a flat ramp myself, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. And like in respect to the current layout, just be safe, like stand together and just, and just be safe because it's not worth it, especially for what they're offering up right now. Like, with the current payouts, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, from an industry, like obviously you're an industry guy now. Um, what do you think from industry industry perspective? What do you think of this? Because obviously the pros only got to race one day, and like if sponsors are paying for pros to be there, they want them there two days and stuff. So, do you think it'd be better if Sunday was kind of a designated rain delay race day for a situation like this? So everyone, say for instance, maybe it's agreed upon between the riders and USA BMX that. Um, pros have to stay till sunday evening in case they have to race sunday instead of saturday so that way everyone gets two days and the i mean the industry gets what they want too yeah you know jace came over to me like right before races were about to start on uh what was that friday or saturday um and he goes hey man like i don't don't really want to ride um but i'm going to because you you paid for it you know i feel bad like i'm like dude i wouldn't do it so I would never ask you to. So if you don't feel comfortable, don't go out there. And like any anybody that's industry that would say anything different than that to their guys is probably in the wrong wrong line of work or or just need to walk up there and drop in themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I saw something today from Sylvain which I liked, and he was suggesting that uh, every pro race is a three day. And so I was like, that's a cool idea because like he said you could cancel one of the days if needed and it's like no harm no foul um but i, I think that really caters like selfishly to him because he's so fit like I, that, that guy like just do like half laps like with like two minutes rest so he could do he a, would be he winning a lot straight. of those sundays for sure he, he could do like his idea. he can ride forever he never gets tired no. it's unreal i know i know i ride a lot of road now so i'm like I'm pretty into the cardio side, so I, I was mind blown watching him do that. It was making me tired, like watching him bang out those half laps and like <laughs> seem unscathed. Oh, that's epic! Yeah, like yeah, I see, I see his point, but that'd be tough. Three day weekends every weekend, oh. Dude, yeah, I mean, you know, we we just kind of like made those strides forward a few years back, and I never really got to enjoy them of uh, no Sunday mornings. Oh, it's such a treat. Honestly, it really oh, is man. nice getting home for like, Sunday night like, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, the weekend is noticeably more fun and shorter. Oh, I, I, totally. I mean, I even when I was racing vet pro, you know, like I wasn't racing for a little while, and I was like, you know, I miss these things about the races, like these certain things. And then you get to the race, and you're like, oh man, I forgot about all this stuff I don't like, which you know is like bad weather, or just like maybe the tracks less than awesome or those sunday morning wake-up calls where you're at waffle house and the sun's not even up yet <laughs> it's awful you're waiting for the yeah, starbucks to it open it totally is so i'm like quite jealous but you know like i don't really want to go backwards at this point and like have elites back on the gate at you know 8 a.m yeah fuck. For, a first, for a first moto main <laughs> yeah screw that especially no. especially on supercross no 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 yeah <laughs> right right but i do think that certain events it, it might just be like, hey guys, like, let's let's book those flights home on uh, on the on the evening of Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a fair compromise. Maybe they just do it at the Supercross yeah. races, like the big ones. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then right, and I've seen I've seen Shannon in the uh, in the helicopter headphones.
comes in the in the pants that zip off at the knees. So I know he he's commissar status if he wants to be. <laughs> so I mean, let's like how about Shannon? Like let's 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 get this going, man. We don't need like the proper UCI guys out there. He he can be the backup commissar if we need to run Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally agree. Yeah. Um, we got some quick shot questions for you from fans before we let you go. Sweet. All right. This one's from Ellie Shaw. He says, what's some differences you see in the pros of 10 to 15 years ago to present? Uh, well, I think 10 to 15 years ago, it was like a gentleman's agreement that like the race was to the last turn. <laughs> no one. Like, it was just kind of follow the leader until like Bubba came in and started dusting everyone down the last straight. So yeah, I think like now um, pros are just better athletes. You know, back then it was just like big meatheads with full, first straight pole, kind of follow the leader around the track. And nowadays it's just like track speed's insane. Everyone has it. And uh, I mean, yeah, it just evolved so much. Like I would be out in mode. Like me at my best today would be out in motos today. I think. Jeez. Or, sorry, me and my best back then would be out in motos today, I think. Right. Uh, from at Mike Byer, 689, how was it to win the Downhill Supercross back in 04? That was the biggest win of my career. Um, it's cool that that was like the first the first of like what is now today the World Cup Series. It's so cool, yeah. Yeah, so like that's for sure like my, my proudest moment. Um, and it was cool being a part of like you know, when it kind of just evolved from traditional tracks to the downhill series into what we have now with the eight meter ramps. I think if I could do it, if we, if a perfect world would be like a flat first straight with like that downhill style, but the tracks would just be really hard to make. It would have been so cool to try the downhill at some point. Just like oh, big, big BMX yeah. dirt jumps. It'd be so fun, I bet. Yeah. It, it really catered to our style back then, you know, because like you guys now with like your track speed and like trying to, I can't imagine going off like, going down that hill going so fast to where you already have like speed wobbles <laughs> trying to like get extra pump off of a backside you just jump 60 feet Minar. yeah like we jump 60 feet but like hope you don't get any pump on the backside because like <laughs> you're already getting too much oh my god yeah um we'll throw on this for me. That's, that's why mike day wasn't able to pass me because he's probably scared to pump the backside and die off the next <laughs> too much speed um, we'll throw in this one. Your boys have been have chimed in. Uh, Jace Cunning said, how many youngins does it take to get through a national weekend as a TM? I don't really know what he's getting at. How many youngins? Yeah. He said something else. Younglins. Right? How youngins. many? They're, uh, they're talking about Waffle House and shit. They're just talking shit about How many you know, younglins does it take to get through a national weekend as a TM? Rico. Yeah, they mean yinglings. It's uh, America's oldest brewery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even read that yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Try doing that and ride down the Supercross Hill. You <laughs> <laughs> would too. <laughs> yeah. And he'd probably. Yeah, they're saying his generation's soft. <laughs> and he's still good on the box of some races. <laughs> yeah, right. Johnny Track Speed. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, DB. Yes, sir. See yeah, you later. Boys. Derek Betcher. Great to get his insight on it. 
Yeah, it was it was good insight. Yeah, yeah, I really liked what he had to say on his post. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a lot of experience. Like he's been on, obviously he was a top W pro, won a won one of the very first World Cups, which is so cool. That is pretty cool like, to say. To be able to say you've won one of the very first World Cups, mm-hmm. that's so sick. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty badass. I really like his. He's got a. I would say like he's very opinionated in a good way. Like yeah. he sticks to what he he believes in, and I like kind of like his his theories where he's kind of in the middle he's like he understands that we need to race but he's not being ridiculous and say hey guys like he's not going to send us down the supercross hill in the wind no yeah and he's very in the middle yeah and he's an industry guy now obviously pretty big industry guy mm-hmm. um and so he gets both perspectives like he's not i thought it was pretty cool when he's not going to make his rider race exactly yeah like something gets, like that he, he understands it, yeah. he's not like fucking get out there yeah yeah <laughs> he understands he's not going to put the kid in danger but no him and he's like on the rider's um, side and he wants the best for the rider i think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. i got a quick this is a uh, quick question from one of the fans <clears throat> speaking of all these you know riding in the rain and stuff um mi underscore Corey said how do you approach how hard you can push in the rain uh, that that's was a, a really good question. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think we're lucky. It, I, first off, it starts with the track you're on. Let's be real. Do, okay, first of all, yeah, it starts with the track you're on and the turns. Mm-hmm. But I think we're lucky in the fact that we ride in the rain all the time. At home, yes. Yeah, so we're comfortable with so it. So we have a good feel for it. Yeah. I just, like, if it's raining, I just fucking ride like I normally would. Yeah, I, I understand that the tracks we race on nowadays, the surface is normally pretty grippy. And those that's normally not what you worry about. You worry about the turns. We ride in asphalt turns all the time. So... <laughs> We're pretty lucky that we don't think we change anything. Some turns, I mean, you have to be more careful in the turns for sure. If you want to look at a race like Phoenix at Black Mountain, like a handful of years ago, when it was an absolute mutter, people were changing tires. They were smart if they did. That was way different. You're putting a foot down in the turn. You're leaning back to try to keep some traction out of the turn. Like we've had some fun mud races in Phoenix. So I think I did one when I was in junior in 2010, Mm -hmm. and I ended up winning. But so I started the clipped in. Okay. uh, I hole shotted. And then I unclipped the first turn. It was a left-hand first corner. Yeah. Unclipped the left foot, put it back on. So now I'm doing the second straight, one foot in, one foot out. And I go through <laughs> the second corner, unclip my right foot because it was a right-hand first corner. Yeah, yeah. For second turn, yeah, yeah. And then just put it back on. And then I rode the rest slap, just my feet on just, the pedals. Just pumping, hey? Yeah, just pumping. Just pump. It was so muddy. That, that was my plan. I was like, I can corner the best that way. And then after that, I'll just hang on. Seriously, what else? you can't do anything else. And then Corbin almost passed me the line. I threw the line looped out and won. No, you did not. <laughs> I threw it. I was like, "No way! I'm leaving this whole race. I'm gonna get passed." So I threw, and then I ended up looping out after the finish line. But I won. So I was oh, covered in mud. In your ass in the mud. Yeah, I was covered in mud. I looked up. I was like, "Did I win?" <laughs> oh, that's epic. Um, but I guess to answer the question, you have to just get a feel for the corners more or less. But yeah, the rest of the track. I mean, you gotta under- the understand the surface you're riding on. You just gotta send it. If it's like if it's just muddy, I don't think it's that dangerous because it's just gonna be slow. Well, it depends how muddy we're talking. True. Of like course, I said, yeah. you got to assess or the surface because... depends the track. It yeah. does. But generally, I think you just ride like normal. Yeah. You just got to be a little cautious through the turns. Make yeah. sure you wait to the bank instead yeah. of turning early. We got any other questions for us? Um, we actually, we had a couple. I don't think we had too many. Before we phone Joris. Um, what race meet have you ever... What's the worst race meet you've ever been to? Let's, race. let's talk about yeah condition wise what's the worst conditions you've ever raced in mine was black mountain that time depends what you consider bad because remember the wind we raced in in sweden at the world cup oh well, that's yeah there Dude, you go that was insane that was the worst wind no doubt that was gnar holy crap <laughs> um worst condition race gotta say phoenix had some mud races that's the i've only been to a few and that was probably the worst for me um off the top of my head i think yeah, i can think of some of those 
we've had some mud races in Canada too, like race national champs. So when you're in the pouring rain in Quebec in 2014. Oh yeah. Luckily, once again, we ride on a track that was fine in the rain. I feel like that's Those fine. turns are fine. Just the gnarly wind is hard. That's the hardest part to deal with. Yeah. yeah like because then sweeping. even when you're manualing, you're, you're still getting pushed to the side. Papandal, the first year we raced there when the track was insanely huge. Plus it was really windy. I heard it was, was absolutely tough. insane. That was really tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Rock Hill. That rain race in Rock Hill was pretty gnarly. I don't think I raced, just, raced much that night. I didn't make it far. So, it was pouring. It, it was coming down. Oh, my God. It was pouring. Yeah. It was coming down. Yeah. Those ones, I guess, would be the ones that come to mind. Unreal. Um, so. How do you approach how hard you can push? Oh, we already had that one. Yep. All right. Let's call uh, call Joris. Is he ready? Yeah. He's ready. All right. Let's call up Joris today. See how he's doing. It was good to see him back. He, uh, he had a really hard crash at the world. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see him back. It was obviously a while. He took a while for his recovery. Does he, um, does he know he's going to be on air right away? He doesn't, does he? I don't know. I didn't tell him that. <laughs> this is going to be exciting. <laughs> I just told him we were going to call him soon. He was finishing his taco. <laughs> oh, you texted him and told him we're calling yeah. him? What's up, Joris? Hello? Bonjour, comment ça va? What's up, bro? You're on air on Coffee Chatter. Ooh, nice. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, and you guys? Good. How are, how are you doing? How was uh? Yeah. So how so for those of people that don't know, I guess so. What was your injury and like how are things now? Um. So I broke a collarbone. I had a few ribs, and then I got um internal uh, bleeding behind my sternum. So I had, I needed surgery. So they put a pipe and then uh, just block the whatever you call that the artery. Whatever I don't know. Artery. In English. Artery. Yeah. yeah. So they blocked that, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Feeling better now, back on the bike, and uh, trying to get back to uh, to the to normal, you know? Taking a little bit of time, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's what it is. Yeah, it's quite extensive. What was the recovery like after that? It must have taken a while to even just uh, to get back home, or how long were you in the hospital for? Uh, I was in hospital for about, I think, five days. And then uh, we went to visit my family and friends for two weeks, and then we flew home uh, with Tegan and the baby. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of time in Europe wasn't too bad. You know, time to enjoy the family and stuff, and uh, got back home here and uh, just started riding about three weeks ago. So it's been uh, it's been it's been good. Did you go through like physiotherapy and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I did some physio, and then uh, just really just rest. You know, I had nothing to do, so. Just really enjoy the family, the baby, and uh, yeah, take take my time, you know. How's, well, yeah. How's dad life? <laughs> it's good. It's fun, you know. Like I said, really, really enjoy my time time off the bike and really, really looking uh, after my baby and my little boy. So it's it's been very very good to be home and uh, yeah, really enjoying it, uh, seeing the little guy growing and uh, and yeah, it's fun, super he's, fun. He's really cute in his little beach outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you're someone who's who's stayed really healthy through your whole career. So, how was this to come through, and like, how'd you feel in, in Sarasota after going through this? Yeah, it was my first. That was my first um, first surgery and first injury since I turned elite. So, about wow. I turned elite in 2010. So, yeah, that was my that, first. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Eh? So, um, so if I sign for another 10 years, I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's been uh, you know it's been challenging. You know, I never never experienced that, and I never really had to uh, yeah stop and uh, and take time off like this. You know, I always took time off after the season, but uh, it was a little bit different. Not not being able to do anything and stuff like that. So 
took me a little bit of time and then uh, yeah like i said three weeks back on the bike um it's it's tough you know everyone is uh, everyone is strong and everyone is pretty fast lately so it's uh, it's tough to get back into the to the rhythm and into the race but uh yeah enjoying to back on the bike and uh, really uh, really taking my time and uh yeah looking forward for the next few races i think that's the hardest part when you come back from an injury like that is how everybody's basically at the top of their game again and it's not like they give you a break it's like you just got to hop back in with the wolves yeah, exactly. That's that's the hard part. You know, you always you always think that you you good. You know, you train by yourself and you do that, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not too bad. You know, and then you get to the race and first moto, they just they just super strong. You know, so it's uh, yeah. it's it's what it is. You know, you, you have to take your time and uh, and get ready and uh, yeah, take your take your time and uh, the race is for training. You know, it's uh, it's a long long road ahead. Enjoying uh, enjoying the process. So in Sarasota, obviously. You guys race Friday, and then Saturday the weather conditions were pretty gnarly, and you guys um, decided not to race. What was, what was that process like? Like, how did it all happen? Um, so I think I don't know. We started that I got I got to the track a little late, so um, when I got to the track, they were all already talking with the USABM people. Um, it was very windy all day, and they they postponed the race I think until five p.m. And then we got to the track, and it was so windy that. We decided to not race. Um, they wanted us to run on the small hill, I think, and then the normal track. So we say, okay, what's the point, you know, to do that? And so dangerous for everyone. So we just, uh, we just, everyone pulled out of the race. They didn't cancel the race. We just, we just pulled out of the race. So everyone did that. So that was a, that was a good thing. And uh, uh, yeah, that was good to see everyone really sticking together. You know, we, as the girls did the same thing, and we were able to. Uh, to, you know, to stay safe and uh, yeah, have, a, have a good weekend, so that was good. I think it's really cool. Like, Elite Class has done that a few times now in Rio at the test event and then in Baku last year and here. Like, I think it shows yeah. how strong everyone is together. I think it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's good, you know, for the sport and, uh, and it's good for, you know, to show everyone that, you know, we, we have to be safe too. You know, you don't want to, even if, like, you go you go out there and, and everyone crash and stuff like this, is not... It's not fun for us, and it's not fun for the people to watch too. So I think it's, I think it's it's a good thing like this. Yeah, I think it's good. We were we were talking about before we had John about like maybe there's some sort of agreement between us pros and the USA BMX where um, we have Sunday as like a possible rain delay day. So in exactly. The, in yeah. The, because in, the thing is that we so we decided to uh, to not race at five p.m. and then we had another big storm after that. And then when they started racing, I think at 8 o'clock, it started to be a good day, you know, so we were like, fuck, maybe we should have waited, but we didn't know that. They, they didn't really tell us, like, oh, it's going to rain again, and maybe we should look after, you know. So um, that would have been a good thing maybe for them to tell us that, or to the, for the next day, you know, to be able to race, because that's, that's a bummer for everyone, you know, you go there, and to only race on Friday, you spend the whole weekend there, so that's... You know, we deserve what we want. You know, we want to race too. So, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think at the U- UCI race, like the World Cups, they started doing that where they just keep an eye on the weather the whole time and they can adjust yeah. if need be. So, yeah, maybe we start doing that, or somebody at USABMX maybe starts doing that too. And just, exactly. yeah, especially I think the UCI guy was there, so he could have, you know, just uh, just tell us that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I say, I showed up to the track a little bit late, so I didn't really <laughs> yeah, fair. pay attention to the conversation we had before. Yeah, maybe we can, like, Maybe it's agreed upon before that Sunday could always be a rain delay race day or whatever. Yep. So then we always we fly out yep. Sunday evening instead, just in case that happens. 
Yeah, especially in uh, here in America, the uh, the kids race on on Saturday, so we can always you know show up and do a race that we missed the day before. So that would that would be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, we were talking about the title chase a little bit too, because now that you're back racing, I mean, you, Corbin, and I think Connor are the three that are up for the title this year. Um, yes. What is it like going into Houston and Grands now? Is it do you guys do you need more wins, or is it basically just comes down to Grands for you three? Um, I think Connor already have a lot of wins. I don't really know exactly how many he has, but I think he has like eight or nine. Um, so he's he's already I'm not maxed out, but the different eight win and ten wins doesn't doesn't really matter so he's good and then uh, I think Corbin and I have six win so yeah the goal is to get get a win before the grands and uh, and arrive at the grand on, on Saturday and uh, you know we have a win win the race win the title so that's that's always what it's fun about the grand so that's what I guess we, we're gonna try to do you know yeah it'll be a good end of the season for you guys um, yeah <laughs> before we let you go we got some quick shots from fans for you all right, this one's from Cohen <laughs> underscore Moore. He says, you look so calm when you're racing. Are you actively trying to ride like this, or is it just your style? Um, I think it's just my personality. You know, be, um, I'm a calm person. I'm pretty relaxed in, in life. And I guess that's, that's how I ride my bike as well, you know, pretty relaxed. And, uh, and yeah, trying to, yeah, I don't know, being relaxed all the time, that's, that's kind of how I am. From Damon Hawking four four one thoughts on Tokyo. I'm assuming he thinks he's asking about the, what you think about the track. About the track, um, you know, we, unfortunately another weekend where we had a lot of rain, so that wasn't the best uh, the best weekend. But uh, I think if they make some changing, the track the track could be good, and uh, I think it's gonna be a good race. You know, it's a it's a long track, challenging track, so uh, I think it's good for a big race like like the Olympics. All right, this one's from Kyle Kaiser. If you could and could get everyone else to agree to ride on flats, would you? And if so, why? Um, would I? Uh, not really. I mean, no, no. Joris is good on flats and clips. I don't think it really matters yeah, what he's on. I mean, it's flat is fun, but tracks and going down the hill i'd rather be clipped in so no yeah <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um at pardal moser gates practice tips for us so tips for gate practice check their monday chase bmx thing they, yeah, they give you all the tips monday, monday chase bicycle monday. <laughs> i don't think we haven't done a gates uh, gate tip monday so I will, I will do one and i will make sure to tag him snap on red and cut some kids off snap on red and just yeah cut some like little eight-year-old <laughs> eight kid off <laughs> yeah cut everyone off um we'll do this one megan williams she says after what achievement or event do you think you will be satisfied with your career if any i think he's already satisfied do you mind any titles this guy's won um after what well you know i i think the one missing is really the olympics so that's uh that would be that's really the goal and uh, after that so i might be satisfied yeah fair enough yeah thanks for uh, thanks for your time today joris good to see you back and we're, we're glad to see you healthy all right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Later, Joris. See ya. Joris Doday. Mr. Joris Doday, everybody. It's good to see him back. God, that crash. The world was bad. Yeah, it was really gnarly. Oh, it was sick. Yeah, yeah. I think we did have a comment of somebody asking just for us to like explain it, like for asking to Joris <laughs> to explain it. But like, it was gnarly. We don't need to talk about it more. Like, he slammed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
going for second and didn't work out. <laughs> no, no. That was gnarly. So, yeah, it is good to see him back. I'm sure it'll take him a few races here to get back to full form. But, I mean, it's a little, it's a process. He's only been back on the bike three weeks. Five. Yeah, you can't expect much. Like, no. You can't expect him to be at his prime. No. Yet. you got to think that's unbelievable and in a good way that that's his first major one, that's I guess. incredible. Like, first surgery he had to have. He's got to, like... That's like, unreal. I think it shows her, like, I know it takes a little luck, but the guy is so good on his bike. Yeah, he's he so good on his bike. He understands the situations yeah. he puts himself into, and he makes sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen. Agreed, yeah. He's yeah. really good on his bike, and two, he's fast, so he's usually hole-shotting. Yep. Um, so he's not really in the pack that often trying to make moves and stuff. That makes a mm-hmm. big difference when you have clean air and you can ride your own race. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, interesting to hear both their perspectives. I think we kind of got a general consensus. Yeah, as I said, general is that people are very cool and very okay with if we had that Sunday, if it was known to people that Sunday was the backup day, it would be okay. Stamp it. Yeah. You heard it here first, a coffee chatter. Coffee chatters bring it to you live now. Done deal. I think (laughs) my opinion is we just, you don't need to do it for everyone, every pro race, but maybe just for the supercrosses. Why not every run? Because if you're on an Amtrak, you're on a small track, it doesn't give, who matters? It doesn't care. I don't care. That's a good point. If yeah, you're on a point. small track at the end of the day. Okay, that's a good yeah. point. That's but good point. if we are on the big tracks, like you need to have it. That's true. Supercross should be mandatory. We have to stay an extra day. Yeah. Or stay till Sunday evening. It's not even an extra day. No, it's Sunday evening. Sunday it is evening. A, it's the evening. It's you're not right. even a difference. Like Yeah, that's that part I, I've always forgot about. You heard it here first, people. Pulp Max, BMX show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pulp Max. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, we're going to get shut down. Sorry, I, I'm not saying that. It was just a joke, guys. We're just fans of, we're just fans of Pulp Max. Big fans. Okay, big shout out to Adam Cien Cirillo winning the Monster Energy Cup. Dude! So, for those of you that don't follow motocross, you're not oh going to know the shout out. But for those of you that do follow motocross, holy shit, how good was AC on the weekend? Unfucking believable I couldn't believe it. Okay, so when he was holding off Tomac, when Tomac came on him, I was like, okay, he's going to get passed. Yeah, yeah. And dude just held him off. Held him off. And then the one time Tomac got by, AC's like, no, bro, I've got you. Ducked back under, tripled past him. And then oh. Tomac took the Joker lane. He didn't even pull up on him anymore. Didn't phase him one that bit. That was so legit. We were standing up in Tori's living room yeah, yelling when- at the TV. <laughs> it was just me and him in the fuck- in the house, and we were getting hyped. So, yeah, when AC went through the Joker lane, and he's coming through the last corner, and Tomac came up on him, we literally jumped off the coach. We're like, go! Go! <laughs> Oh, that was so cool. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So fun. It really was kind of made disappointing, though, that Dino Wilson crashed. Oh, my oh, gosh. I know. It's like my favorite guy. Like, those Heart- two are my favorite guys. Oh, oh, I know. Me, so too. Rough. Heartbroken for Dino. Hope he's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dino fun. Wilson, another injury. Brutal. Hope he comes back and is uh, ready for Anaheim. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, let's poor hope. guy. Sending healing vibes. Well, yep. good potty. Good potty. It's a good little discussion we had about that. Good to hear from Derek. Yeah, we haven't had him on before. God, we seriously, we need to have him on the show again and get him to read out some uh, some oh emails. My God. Some of the ones he even just posts online are pretty funny. Some of the ones he's posts on his story are hysterical. Like you don't want to be rude to people, but like, no, but do, you, like do you not see what you're asking for? No, like, like come on. There's nothing wrong with like emailing and whatever, but no, like exactly. some of the ones he's gotten have been absolutely ludicrous. Exa- yeah, exactly. You kind of got to know what you're asking for yeah, and know what like, you're giving. People, it's got to be a give and take, right? Yeah. You need to be able to offer something that's worth what they're giving you. Like parents, you got to be realistic. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really funny. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get them on again. Some of the ones he's posted these. have been unreal. Yeah, they have. Literally laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, ProGate Europe. Winning starts with a hell of a good gate. Hell of a great gate. Winning starts with a great gate. Yeah. I need to start doing some gates. I haven't done gates because it's been pouring rain here this entire yeah, week. Yeah, well, it's been crap. Yeah. Thanks to Berm Academy story time. God, that is... Story time with Jason That Carnes. is the best way to start the show off every week. It just... Get, like I literally get to sit back and laugh. You just enjoy the... Sh- we, we just enjoy the show. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, Jason, we love you. 
All right. Thanks to Burma Academy. Thanks to Answer S Squared. Thanks for all you listeners coming on board with us too. All right. We'll see you next week. See you later.